What's up, everyone? It's the Herald and Modcast. What's up, you faithful Herald and Modcasters? Modcasterinos? I'm stealing <laughs> this from the WTF podcast. <laughs> Modcastians, Herald and Modcasters. Yeah, all that. Modians. We the, already have our own thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. They don't it's get that. It's the Modians. The Herald and Modians. They don't get that. Yeah. Come on You're now. You're a special Modians. I forgot that. Yeah. How can you forget that? I don't know. I made it up. <laughs> uh, so we are here. We are in July. It's July second. Uh-huh. We are now in the month of July. Not, but maybe two and a half weeks away from bum, 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 bum. San Diego International Comic Con 2018. Yeah. And uh, to commence this our podcast, we have an unboxing which yep. we received in the mail. Yay! From the good people of San Diego Comic Con. They finally got it together that you might as well just send us the badges. Uh, right. So we don't have to wait in line <laughs> after we've been accepted. So we got our, our press badge we got kits. Our, yeah, it's cool. So we're going to open them. We're going to open them up. it's in a little box. It's in a nice little box. Oh, okay, so here it is. It's like a little, one of those little magnet boxes. It says 2018 Comic-Con International. And there's a little toucan in space. It's their mascot. It has a little Comic-Con eye. As you open it up. You get Prime Original Jack Clancy, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Experience it at Tomicon. Yeah, with and picture of, of Dingus. Dingus. John Kermanke. And here's our badge. Maya says, says Jake ESO, Herald and Modcast. Mine and I have, says the Sarah E. Mason. Mine has Rick Grimes screaming. Me too. Oh, you have a screaming Grimes. Yeah, once again. It's, Walking Dead, go yeah. figure. And then there's also our press uh, ribbon yep. inside on the back. Very we exciting. Put, put that on the badge, make it all official. Next up, we got a really nice enamel, the big enamel pin, which says San Diego Comic-Con International 2018. Sort yeah, of heavy. that's pretty neat. It's it nice. sort of looks glass. Yeah, it's like it's in ma- metal on it. enamel. Are yeah, open it up. Open it? Yeah, I'll open it up. I just You have the stand. I don't have a stand, so I got oh, only okay. one hand free. Oh, it's nice. It's the toucan. This they ripped off from Wait, Guinness. Wait, you got a toucan? What? Oh, I got a, this I one. I got a toucan. Well, I'm going to take no. yours. No, <laughs> see, this is, I knew he was going to say that. And then now Mine's we also the have. the toucan with the year and the toucan in space. And then we also have a little booklet. Welcome to Comic-Con 2018. Badges, all the stuff. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Badge replacement, child badges. And instead of child badges, just don't bring your kid. How about that? No kids on the floor. It okay, sucks. here's a question. What'd you do with last year's little pin? Box and pin? Yeah. They're my freaking bedside table drawer. Oh, you have it? All dusty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I got it. I keep it. It's got, this is a neat little guide. It tells you what you need. Yeah. Must lists, prohibited items, hoverboards, pets, children. Little map of the convention center. Yep, nice little map. That's actually real handy. Yeah, sure. When walking around to have this. It's a pocket. It's like a small size. It's pocket like guide, a little yeah. postcard size. Pocket guide. Off-site has, events. Yeah, yeah. It has a, has oh, a whole handy. little map of the gas lamp quarter for everybody. Petco Park, the trolley uh, line. That's handy. Oh, look at this. Uh, this year, Comic-Con's coming to Balboa Park. Oh. Which is, you know, near where the zoo is. Yeah, it's right there. It's a little little ways away. It You'd is a little drive. ways away. I'm not sure what they've got going on there. They've got they've... the shuttle schedule, the shuttle map, which That's... I will not be fucking with at all. Yeah, fuck that. Leave me alone, shuttle. Um... Yeah. 
This is cool. So I it's mean, official. We got our badges. We got our press ribbons. We got our nifty pins. Let me see your pin. No. I'm not going to take it. What am I going to do? Take it? Eat run money. away? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's all paid off. <laughs> I made with the pin. It's kind of cool. I it's think I like cool. mine better. Okay. Yeah. So that's so, pretty neat. So, yeah. Well, it makes it all official. Yeah. And, I mean, it took several weeks. This is going to be our eighth year. I don't know. I with press badges, like four. Fourth yeah, year. Yeah, but I mean, it's like our seventh or eighth year going. And, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the first time, you know, it's taken a while for them to get this organized. To where they can mail it to us. And, and also have a little box. Brochure. I mean, we are press and brochure and just like a, you know, have yeah. it more than just you pick it up and they give you some book you're gonna throw away and that you know yeah it's nice you know they got it organized and, you know you're you press you know so yep it's a little different but you know you don't know it a lot right then for a happy ending it's just nice <laughs> to have it organized you know? <laughs> no but i mean for years they didn't it really was like a crazy shit show because I they, think they were adjusting too big. yeah, so yeah I mean, they I think were adjusting they were adjusting like oh fuck yeah so now they've sort of yeah they, I, these boxes are cool you can reuse them for all sorts of little shit the box is very cool. Nicely made. Very, uh, you know, like a person, not personal, but, you know. Yeah. Specific. Nice. Yeah, cool stuff. Way to go, Comic-Con. So they've announced a bunch. Well, first and foremost, what we care about the most is Conacon. <laughs> is that what they're calling it? That's what he always calls it. Is it? it? Yeah, Conacon. Conan, oh, Conan Con. Conan Con. Okay, yeah. And uh, he has, for the first time, announced his lineup for it. This is Conan O'Brien, hosts his show live from Spreckles Theater in San Diego. Right downtown. We're very close. It's awesome. Yep. And he does Wednesday through Saturday, and he gets the cast of some of the big... Movie panels. Yeah. yeah. Talk or short TV. shows, yeah. They're there anyway, and they come and he interviews them, and it's a live taping in a really nice theater. Right. As opposed to like a TV studio, which makes it a lot of fun. We've gone every single year since he's done it. Yep. We've seen every show, all three. We have a, a little Funko Pop to prove it. And so this fourth year would be nice to go. Uh, they did announce the lineup. You just said it was uh, it Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Reunion. Reunion. Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. And the Predator. Oh, the new Predator movie. New Predator. And uh, what was the, the last one's really cool? Glass. Yes, the new is, M Night. Yeah, which is uh, you know a mix of Split and Unbreakable. So it'll be Bruce Willis and James McAvoy and Samuel L. Jackson in the film, right? And it's sort of a prequel. I mean, a sequel to Unbreakable after ten maybe years, yeah, more even, and. Uh, you know, actually, uh, Bruce Willis actually has a nemesis now. Yeah. Which is cool. So it's cool to see this movie. James McAvoy. And yep. there, so that whole cast, Samuel L. Jackson, McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Sarah Paulson's in it, apparently, Anya Taylor-Joy, and writer-director M. Night Shyamalan will all be at Conan taping. And they're also doing a Hall H panel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, They've they got a lot do. going on for... Uh, they, uh, it's good they do. Because like we said, on, I think on a previous podcast, Marvel's not going to be there. And HBO is not going to be there. Right. So there's a lot of room probably in Hall H for people like, the you know, or the movies like Split and other things that have well, a fan let's base. let's take a look, shall we? Why not? So uh, Why Preview not? Night starts out 
uh, it's Wednesday the 19th and uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday the 18th. Hmm. And they do their little showcase of shows that haven't come out yet. They are doing the 100, which is an existing show. And then there's a new show called Manifest. Oh, yeah. Freedom Fighters, The Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thursday panel, so far we know that um, 20th Century Fox is kicking it off on Thursday morning with uh, The Predator. Hmm. Don't know who else is going to be on their 20th Probably Century Fox big, panel. Yeah. Um, from the Bridge, which is a like a sci-fi documentary hosted by George Takai, is going to be... It's cool. Uh, is he the moderator? Mean, he's, he's hosting it, but he's also in, in the documentary. Oh, I see. Um, Shooting Clerks, which is about... Making Clerks? Making Clerks. It's a documentary, though? Um, Apparently. Oh, wow. And it's like a documentary on the making of his indie cult classic. That's cool. You heard that AMC canceled Comic Book Men? I know. Yeah, that was weird. That was unseen, unforeseen. Yeah. It's sort of like a little staple show. Couldn't cost much to produce. You know, it was kind of fun to watch, you know? There well, are, those guys are always there. I mean, Kevin those Smith's guys will be there. there. Kevin Smith will be there too. Yeah, for, sure. for that. Um, uh, Better Call Saul's doing a Hall H panel. There's a Breaking Bad. T- uh, it's the 10th anniversary reunion, so uh, not, they are also doing a Conan panel, but they are going to be at Hall H. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's Misfits and Monsters. Don't know about that. Have you heard of that? No, but. We saw his last movie where they go and they shoot up American Idol. Remember that movie? Yeah. And he directed that and wrote it, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, remember that? It's a long yeah. time ago now. That was a long has, time uh, ago. One of the one of Bill Murray's brothers is in it. Right. Plays the like guy. Uh, there's a new version of um, the TV show Charmed, and that's having its 20th anniversary. Charmed. Yeah, that show with Alyssa Milano and. Um, what's her face? Um, Rose McGowan. Twenty years. Yeah. So 1998. I guess so. How old are those people? I don't know, what but it's fuck? like a new cast. Years. It's oh, a new oh. CW, oh. but they, but they're doing it as a 20th anniversary to celebrate Charmed. Gotcha. Um, there's a crazy ex-girlfriend is doing a panel. Impulse. Oh, there's a reboot of Magnum PI. As a show or a movie? As a TV show. Um, starring Jay Hernandez as Th- Thomas Magnum. Oh. So, so um, is he going to have the mustache? I don't know. It's kind of the really only thing that matters. Yeah. The mustache, for God's sakes. Um, Mr. Mercedes, which I actually want to go to, which is, uh, it's an audience direct TV, AT&T show. Yeah. Starring Brendan Gleeson. It's a Stephen King novel. Yes. And uh, they're doing a panel. Um George R. R. Martin's uh, new anticipated, new highly anticipated sci-fi series, Night Flyers. He wrote it. Uh, apparently, is it an adapt adaption or is it a new? It's no, he's it? doing it. It's his. It's a baby of his. I so guess we're not going to get the rest right. of his books. <laughs> That's so funny. Instead of finishing the old series, he'll just start a new one in space. It's set in the year 2093, and it follows a team of scientists aboard the most advanced ship ever built. It com- it combine. It's like Psycho in space combines horror and science fiction. Are there, are there different space houses? And space walkers. <laughs> I don't and know. Space dragons and a space hound. <laughs> Maybe and a space mountain. Just put space in front of all the old characters. <laughs> Wait a second. There's no S- John Space Snow. Uh, 
YouTube originals, they're starting to make a move there, okay? We were skeptical. Skeptical. But, well, skeptical. But that, the Cobra Kai show is actually really good. Yeah, it's I heard like, you say that. Yeah. I thought you were just being a No, I'm a not. It's actually – I'm not. It's good. But they've got a new show called Origin, and it's um, directed by Paul S. W. S. Anderson, and it's from the producers of The Crown and Outlander, and it stars Tom Felton, who played Draco in the Harry – Potter movie cool, franchise. Um, so that should be interesting. I'd like to go to that. Um, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's that? It's they're back for a Nickelodeon brand new mutation of the show. Oh, yeah. They're doing a whole new des- redesign of the show. Yeah. I did hear about that. Um, it's a whole new animation style. And I think maybe the same voice actors, maybe not. Right. But that's cool. I would like to see it. The old one didn't really do it for me, but it was actually kind of a good show. Um, there's this thing that is kind of interesting called the 21st annual superhero Kung Fu extravaganza. And it's about the world. It's how the, 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 the whole world of action film is changing and we're changing with it. This time, Rick Myers is staging an international summit of filmmakers, fighters, and fans from America and Asia to celebrate the best movie Kung Fu appearances. And there's like a whole ton of people, um, from Luke Cage and Black Panther mm. and God of War and oh. all kinds of people that are going to be there to celebrate that. So that sort of sounded interesting, oh. I thought. Not oh, bad, not oh, bad. Again, like the full announce, and they haven't released the full list yet, right? Like the no. app hasn't been, because they they, once they put the app they, out. And they they keep the- adding sort of here and there, like Amazon's doing a big panel of all their shows the new jack ryan good omens the tick homecoming lore the expanse archer the expanse is supposed to be pretty good yeah i've heard that too i've heard that too i haven't seen any of it but um adventure time and archer and bob's burgers always do panels yeah that's cool i guess um castle rock i think didn't we see a preview for that it's jj abrams and stephen king's psychological horror series about the hometown of some of the favorite nightmares of his books. Oh, yeah. yeah. Castle Rock. Yeah. yeah. Scar- Bill Skarsgård's in it. Oh, really? Spa- Sissy Spacek. Um, mm. Yeah. It's got a pretty powerhouse cast. Sounds it's- like they're casting people from his other Ex- yeah, movies exactly. and projects. Um, pretty cool, I guess. DC Superheroes Girls Special Video Presentation. Cool, man. Um, DuckTales is doing a panel. That's cool. You like DuckTales. I haven't seen the new one, but yeah, I like DuckTales. I fear the Walking Dead. I, you know, I don't know if Walk... It doesn't look like Walking Dead's going to be there, but their presence is there. Yeah. Like, so I'm not sure... They, or they haven't announced it yet, but they've announced Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's weird. Well, they're in turmoil right now. Uh, they are in turmoil. So, you know... They may not show up as the whole chipper cast all 20 deep and shit. So have you heard about Marvel's new show called Cloak and Dagger? Yeah, I've heard Cloak and Dagger. They're yes. doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, They're doing an interactive it. experience. They're doing um, a panel. Is it one of those stupid shows though, where it's like a Marvel property, but it's just a bunch of people in suits <laughs> talking? And you're like, what's Marvel about this? It's set in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, it's, I don't honestly know too much about it. I just feel like most TV shows that are like Marvel Presents. Right. It's just a bunch of guys in suits yeah. talking <laughs> You're about right. how cool, like, superheroes are. Yep. Like, there was this huge fucking superhero fight in the uh. Test City Square. It's like, can we see it? <laughs> no, no. We just, we gotta go after it and clean it up and... <laughs> 
do all the paperwork. And <laughs> That's this show. I don't want to watch that show. <laughs> I know, right? Like, we don't have the budget to show the actual action. <laughs> but we got a lot of guys in suits arguing. Uh, preachers doing a panel. Um, there is yet another Sharknado, and they are always a big presence. They are. Like, you see their Ugh. branding everywhere. everywhere. This is apparently the last one. It's called The Last Sharknado. It's about time. Uh, and ah, this all... self-aware title. Yeah, that's right. Funny. I know. Isn't that hilarious? Star Trek Discovery, the one that's been on with Sinequa. Shaniqua Yeah, from The Walking Dead. Tig Nataro's moderating it because I guess she's guest starred on the show a few times. She's like a huge, like one of those closet Star Wars fans. That, like, I guess Star so. Star Trek fans that know everything about it. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. Whatever. They're, uh, CBS is doing a new Twilight Zone and so they're doing a panel for that. CBS, like the network? Yeah. Is it they're be rebooting a the show, Twilight or Zone. Is it going to be like. It is going to be a, a network show. That's weird. Um, I don't see how they could make that entertaining. It's apparently a reimagining of it, the series. Oh, cool, um, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how they could make it too Twilighty. Vikings got moved up to Ballroom 20 instead of one of the smaller rooms. That's a very popular show. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Voltron Legendary Defender. Reese Darby's on that show. Oh, um, is he a, doing and a voice? And Dos Santos, you know that? Dude. Is it Voltron, yeah, like it's a new voice. comedy? Yeah. yeah. New cartoon. Oh, so Walking Dead is announced, and they're doing a, a Hall H panel on Friday, like they on do. Friday, it's yeah. It's after Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. There you go. Um, but, like, wonder if Andrew Lincoln's going to be there and address the fact that he's leaving. There's no word on who is on that panel yet. It doesn't say who's Ooh. on it. I know. Because um, Maggie Cohen is leaving, too, right? Margie Cogan. Maggie's character. Yeah, she's leaving. So on Saturday in Hall H, hmm. RZA's doing a panel. RZA? Called RZA Movies, Music, and Martial Arts. In Hall he's H? Got, yes. He's got a new movie called Cutthroat City. And Oh, I heard of that. Wesley Snipes, T.I., Terrence Howard. Yes, yeah, I heard about that. Um, Just recently, actually. Yeah, so they're all going to be there for that. Oh, that's cool. I'd go to that. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Super Troopers 2, which was already released. Yeah, it's already been out. Um, we got the whole crew there for that. Great. Um, Big Hero 6, the series. Oh, that's what they're doing? Yeah, that's what they're doing. I was wondering if they were ever going to do a sequel. Because I like the first one. I really like the, the first, first one. The first one was good. good. Yeah, man. So um, I would have... Well, is it... What kind of sequel is it? Does it I mean, what it, kind of series? No info, but... It's going to be like 3D we'll find animated out then. or... Don't know. I don't know if they can afford to make it look as good as the feature if it's yeah. just a series. I don't know. American Dad and Family Guy always do a ball. Tw- room 21, yeah, Arrow, cool. Black Lightning, um, DC Legends of Tomorrow. Those are always really pretty popular. The Flash is very popular that they're doing one. Mm-hmm. The Gifted, that's another one. Krypton. These are all like DC properties. Yeah. The Man in High Castle is still really a very popular show for Amazon. You know, we keep getting invited to interview them. And I actually kind of want to do it this year because Rufus Sewell is one of the people who we would get to interview. Who's that? Rufus Sewell. He's a British actor. He's been in, like, everything. Is okay. he the lead of the show? Yeah. Oh, the the dude that yeah. sort of looks, like, completely non-threatening and unimposing? No, he's pretty threatening looking. Is I he? mean, remember um, that first night, that movie that Heath Ledger did? first night or night night whatever oh that guy he's that guy he's got he's like the, the sinister guy. face yeah but he's good looking too yeah sinister, yeah he's good been looking. around forever yeah, I know british act yeah i was thinking of this other guy 
No. You were thinking of Stephen Root, probably the other. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. So like, yeah, whatever. Um, there is the Orville is doing a panel, which should be interesting to hear if he talks about how he shit all over Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. Well, he might address it. A good moderator would bring that question up. I mean, they might bring it up at the Family Guy panel, too. Exactly. I mean, it's kind it of a hot, a fu- yeah. hot button topic. Right. Like, you know, to go out on a limb and just slam you at the network you that, you know, funds all your shit. Right. Simpsons is doing a panel. I don't remember them doing panels nope. in the last few years. Not that, that I can recall. Does that mean they're... Do we know something? Like is it like a out? reunion thing or is it a... Just, mm, they, it, say? it says they, they look ahead to their 30th season. Yikes. So it's a 30th anniversary. So look for Simpsons 30th stuff all over Comic-Con this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Stand Against Evil is still going on. We went to the panel last year, which was kind of a fun panel. You know, Dana Gilgold, um, John, John C. McKinley. McKinley. Yeah. yeah, that was fun, actually. That was fun. It was I, a smaller room, but it was fun. It was yeah. good. Um, Supergirl, again, another... DC's TV shows are extremely popular, as we find out. When There's we go a to fucking Comic-Cons. ton of them. Yep. Golly. Twin Peaks is doing another panel, well, that but this fun. time not in Hall H. Is in David Lynch going to be there? Uh, doesn't say. It just says others. <laughs> others, yeah. <laughs> that means they haven't confirmed. Right. Um, uh, fucking David Lynch, man. Come on, man. He probably will. He wasn't there last time. But maybe, yeah. Maybe. Legion's doing a panel. I guess that show's pretty popular. I don't know about um, that show. Riverdale is doing a Hall H pop. That is like the show that every tween and teenager watches. It's like the new Twilight. It really is. Yeah, it's yeah, like the new it's Twilight. extraordinarily popular. And they're doing a Hall H panel, and they will pack it, I'm sure. Um, Supernatural. I thought they announced last year that it was their last season, I but so it's too. not because they're doing a Hall H panel too. Didn't yeah. we go to that panel last year? Yeah, we did. I did not. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were there for it. I would never go to that panel. Uh, we were accidentally there for it. Maybe you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so those are the big ones that, I mean, oh, well, Doctor Who, the new Doctor Who will be there. Oh, that's cool. Um the Goldbergs is doing a panel. That's weird. Um, so, you know, we talked about this in the la- in last week's episode, and here's just like for – we should probably give an update since we're talking about Comic-Con, the whole Chris Hardwick thing. So he won't be at Comic-Con this at year. At all. Not represented. Yeah. Which is probably a – well, it's, I think it's the only move. It's the only move for him. He's going to have to go away for a little while and hope – I mean, Jacinda Barrett, who um, – is an actress married to Gabriel Mack, and you know her from the Bridget Jones sequel. And I do not know her. Well, I'm saying to our audience that they know her. Um, she was in The Last Kiss with Zach Braff, and she was on Bloodline. She was on that very popular Netflix show, Bloodline. Nobody knows what you're talking okay. about. She, everyone does but you. Uh, she came out with a sort of, I don't want to say a defense of, of him, but... Basically saying that we need due process for this Me Too stuff because she had dated him and, mm-hmm. you know, she was – she it, it didn't happen right on the heels of the whole thing breaking. So it almost felt like, you it know, they, they later, went right? to her and said, it, would you do this? Yeah, I'm sure maybe she, sure, they but. approached her or maybe she just felt very strongly because she mm. came out and said – She might have felt really strongly, yeah. She, I think she came out and said exactly that, like, yeah, we had a really rough relationship, but he never like physically 
or assault. Yeah, I mean, well, she defended him. She She, defended him. She definitely defended him, and she said that, you know, for someone's career to be completely taken away from them from one person's accusation, who didn't even actually name him in the first place, but we all knew it was him. Um, And that's true. We talked about that when we did this whole thing. It's like there's a lot of mixed feelings for this. It's like you got to take these accusations seriously, but at the same time, should someone's career be destroyed entirely without any due process? Well, within hours, too. Yeah. It's literally like the the pace that social media and the internet moves. Yeah. You can go from like going to sleep with a career and waking up and everything's over. Yeah. You didn't even get to like defend yourself. I know. That's (laughs) what happened. That's what happened. That's what I literally like within hours. Yeah. His shit was gone. Everything was gone. And I do. I got to say, I feel bad for him about Comic-Con because he's Mr. Comic-Con. It's going to be really weird not to see him there. But there's no way he could do it because no no movie stars are going to want to be on a panel and take selfies with him until this is all sorted out. No, they're not going to want to have the stink. Hell no. I mean, Comic-Con is sort of a, you know, it's meant for families and... You know, Hall H, there's 6,000 people in there. Yeah, you can't risk, like, the. I mean, he may have part of the audience, but he may have the a audience less. not have, you know, they may boo him or who I'm knows. I'm sure, I'm sure. Or they would just be uncomfortable or, right. you know, complain or people think it's in poor taste. And it probably is at this point. I mean, I guess until, the, you know, you, we really confirm a lot of this sh- stuff about but him and it, the relationship it, and the accusations. It's true. There does need to be due process. I mean, mm-hmm. if someone's accused of a crime in life, outside of social media they get to defend themselves yep that's one of the uh what do they call those amendments or what is that amendments constitutional rights constitutional rights (laughs) that's what it is yeah one of those things yeah one of those things i think i've heard of those yeah uh so that's you know that's what's coming up with comic-con we're excited about it uh Mm -hmm. we'll have we'll continue to talk as as we get closer and of course you know follow us go to hmc the hmcnetwork.com to follow our social yeah networks. we'll have more updates as we get closer to the uh show yeah and um so we are going to talk a little bit about a new favorite actor of ours and a couple movie reviews um starting with American animals. Nocturnal animals? No, American animals. Nocturnal American animals? Yes. Uh, starring a bunch of people, including Barry Cogan, who's the person that we are highlighting. Um, it's written and directed by Bart Layton, who's a BAFTA award-winning documentarian. He did The Imposter. Uh, it stars Evan Peters, Blake Jenner, who was in Edge of Tomorrow, um, Barry Cogan, uh, Jared Abrahamson and Dowd from The Handmaid's Tale. Leftovers. And Leftovers. Udo Kier from the Udo original Kier. Blade. Yeah, he's cool, man. The original bad, the vampire who gets his teeth pulled. Yeah, man. That dude's cool. And someone's it's very recognizable. Yeah. So American Animals is a real-life story about these four guys in suburban Kentucky who were in college, mm-hmm. young college students who... Art students. Oh, well, the one is... One is, and... He's kind of bored, mm-hmm. and he decides he tells his sort of crazy well, troublemaking we friend. Say that they they have the real people, yes, and they also have actors portraying the way that it went. It's down. a very different style it's of an filmmaking. Mix. They start with the real guy first, talking about the situation ambiguously. They about art. And it's stuff. A, a heist. It's about a heist. They plan to 
steal these rare giant Audubon books and other famous books that Art are books. in the and there's a Charles yeah, Darwin book in the library there in the in the university and he they want to steal because there's really there's no security it's one old librarian lady who's played by Ann Dowd right and they start to go down this rabbit hole and they start feeling like it's a real that they could really do this and it starts more of like they just wanted adventure kind of yeah. sort of you know, he's like, I never really struggled at anything. And all of these great artists, Van Gogh and whoever, you know, have always, you know, they have these tor- horrible stories of suffering and torture. He's like, That's I'm- what the guy talks about. Mm-hmm. Cause, and it, it is a really interesting way of doing a film. We've never really seen it before, I don't think. Not quite like this. And no. it's pretty cool. It was interesting because there's moments where they'll have Air- Evan Peters, the actor, sitting in a car and then the real life person will sort of appear next to him in the yeah. passenger seat and sort of explain what that char- his character was thinking yeah. at that moment that kind was of thing. Cool. And they sort of yeah, incorporate that throughout the entire movie. And every time they introduce a new character, they also introduce the real person that is. And they say the real mm-hmm. and they do a little like it's a documentary. It's, so he literally is. blends the two mediums together and it really works because he, he uses that style, but he also it's a narrative story. Mm-hmm. And, and it is like a heist film. Yeah. You know, it's a, a true story. A bungled, ridiculous heist yeah, film. Yeah, because at the yeah. end of the day, they're stoner college kids. Right. I mean, the two of them two of them are. The other one's sort of like a jock guy, and the other one's sort of a accountant nerd, because they sort of recruit a couple more guys right. when they realize that they can't really pull it off with by themselves. And they also... Uh, to try to f- put their feelers out to find buyers. So there's this whole other storyline. <laughs> which line. is ridiculous. Yeah, which is if ridiculous. If it really happened, because there's some speculation whether one of the guys made it up. Made and- it all up just to keep the the mission going kind yeah. of thing. You know, where they get a guy and they get a number and then they have to go to New York and they do it from both persons' perspective where it was like, yeah, it was a guy with a ponytail about 50. Yeah. And then the interview the other guy and he's like, yeah, it was like a tall guy who with gray hair and they show yeah. both interactions right. at the same, you know, one after the other kind of thing. Thing, as the real people are recounting yeah. what happened and the actors are you, you know showing you through the scene which is kind of funny well, and it also reminds you about how memory works memory works and perspective yeah and like the one guy's waiting and the other guy's you know on uh with binoculars or a phone watching him so right. it, yeah and they you know and then this is 10 12 years ago or something like that something like that yeah yeah so i mean they're of, now in their early 30s and mm-hmm. um they, but and then the one guy who's played by Evan Peters, who's kind of the crazy one who instigates them actually leader, doing it. Yeah. yeah, he spurs it on. He goes most. to Amsterdam to try to do a buy. I mean, they, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. That's the thing. He he's like, all I know is I dropped him off at the airport. And right, then I picked him up at the yeah, airport. Yeah, he doesn't really know. For and they sure. sort of show like the alternative thing where it's like yeah i met with this guy and they show him going to amsterdam right. and going to a bar and he's by himself and then at, later, later on they sort of show him like getting dropped off and just hailing a cab and going you know what i mean so yeah. they you know you don't know you don't know and they never really confirm or deny uh, some of the those smaller right. aspects of the story which is i think is kind of cool yeah and it's without giving away what happens i mean it doesn't go well i mean it's a real life story so you can google it they they right. do end up going to jail um, prison, yeah, not jail. Like federal federal prison. prison for seven years, and luckily they were young enough that they got out before thirty. I yeah. mean, they lost their twenties, but it could have been a lot worse. And they're all like only in their early thirties and yeah. really they, lucky. And they got a they, new whole new lease on life. Yeah, they tell you where they're at now, and you know they're not convicts and drug addicts. Right, they, you know they get to 
one's back in college, one's lives. in arts. Yeah, 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 they do. You know, and a couple of them are in Los Angeles, for God's sakes. Yeah, I, it's a really interesting pacing. The, they, I mean, very much kind of like the way Scorsese uses music in Goodfellas in his films. It's kind of used as emotional cues and punctuation, the, mm-hmm. the score, and also the the collection of music they use in it. It's got mm-hmm. a great music supervisor because it's a really cool soundtrack. And it was like a good group of young actors very good they i mean good, they they were all that's what They've carries all the before. film and it's you know it's yeah and they're not super super famous evan peters is probably the most famous at this point you he know plays quicksilver quicksilver right. but not the not the avengers quicksilver that's right that's hitman or yeah kick-ass kick-ass yeah the other the other quicksilver right. is evan peters the cool one that gets the cool music it has the shots. two coolest scenes in, in both of those movies right yeah uh, and he's very, very good in this. And he's a good actor. He's also an American uh, horror story. He's in all of them. All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's working. And so Barry Cogan is an Irish actor from Dublin, and he came on the scene. Well, we first saw him in Dunkirk. We did, and he plays and the he's kid. so ugly that he's you're like, who's this very ugly funny kid? Looking kid? Well, he stands Sorry, out Barry immediately. Kogan. No, he's probably a fucking cool guy I'd like to have a pint with, but, you know, let's be honest. Like, he's he he's got a character out. face. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's ugly. He's well, he's sort got of a pug. Char- yeah. He's pug. Pug ugly. But he does look a little like Joel Egerton. He looks yeah. like he could be related to him. A little. Australian Joel, actor. Australian or New Zealand. One of the yeah. And uh, he, he, you know, got noticed for a film he did, an independent film called The Killing of a Sacred Deer, by writer-director Yorgos Lanthimos, who did The Lobster, which we loved. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the movie The Lobster. And uh, that film stars Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman. Um, Wait, which movie are you talking about? The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, the which... Lobster does not star Nicole No, 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 no. And uh, it's now streaming on... Amazon. Amazon and iTunes and all of that. And we saw it the other night, and it's it's... All him. I mean, it's a great cast. Colin Farrell's great. Nicole Kidman's great. Mm-hmm. But this kid is really the standout star of well, it. Well, the kid is sort of the villain, if you will. He's definitely the villain. And uh, he does a fucking really good job. Yeah. I mean, some of it, I'm sure, is the direction, because that director is very unique. You and know? weird. And weird. But the kid clearly understood the tone of the film. Yeah. And like how to play that character the way he did. And it was very convincing, even though the movie is sort of a split between narrative storytelling and sort of abstract filmmaking. Right. Because there's certain moments that are almost comical because they're so strange. So strange. But I thought it was cool. Like, I felt like if you're fucking with me, I'm, I fuck with you. You know what I mean? Good shit. It, you yeah. know what I mean? I like it. I, it, I, I, I it's like not for everyone. Like no. No, I mean, definitely not. It, I think a lot of people would be like, what the fuck is that? Well, a lot of people didn't like The Lobster. We loved The Lobster. I'm I mean, a big fan of that lobster. was one of the best films of that year, I thought. I like The Lobster. But this is not, I don't think it's as good a film as it. I mean, it, it's. It's it, not quite as tight of a story. Not that even that that was its intention. You know what I mean? Well, it's about, Colin Farrell plays a cardio, cardiologist. Mm-hmm. And. From the beginning of the film, you don't understand what the relationship is between the two of them. He's just Barry we, Cogan. Barry Cogan's ki- character. Uh, He's like this kid who sort of is hanging out with a surgeon. Yeah, and you don't know they're not. It's not, a, and you're, you know he's not his son. But you don't know what the relationship fa- but is. But his father's dead, and you know his father. You find out as it goes along that he his father was a patient of Colin Farrell's. Yep, and 
Nicole Kidman plays Colin Farrell's wife, and they've got two kids. And a huge house and a great life. Yeah. And they go to black tie affairs and... You know, so he's you know he's a very successful, uh, well-respected surgeon, and then there's this sort of kid that he sort of has taken under his wing, but you don't really know why. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman doesn't really know why, and they meet him for the first time in the movie at their home right. when Colin Farrell invites them over. So you're like, what is this relationship? How come the family has never met him before? You know, and a lot of stuff is left ambiguous. Uh, until later on in the film, it's a lot of ambiguity, it, and it, but it, it opens up as time goes on. You have to kind of stick with it, and it's sort of like a thrill. It's kind it's of a thriller. horror. They call it a horror. I wouldn't call it horror. It's, I mean, I guess it's I don't know. It's got sort of psychological L, horror. It's psychological horror and interesting cameo by Alicia Still Silverstone who plays his mom. Yeah, she's good in Barry it. Barry Cogan's mom. Yeah, yeah, the kid's mom. Yeah, and she is good. And that one scene is really weird and creepy. It's it is the really movie's creepy. Weird. The movie's creepy. The, the kid is creepy in it. I mean, that was clearly his job, so he yeah. did a very good job. And I would watch more movies by that director. Because he wrote it too. He, wrote he also and wrote the lobster. It. Yeah, uh, and I just like to see her different, see uh, different voices, hear different voices, whatever. You know, it's fun t- to see that and yep. people taking risks with filmmaking and like real risks, not just like socially acceptable risks. Right. Agreed. You know. Yeah, because by the, I mean there were moments of it I was like, ah, uh, really uncomfortable mm. and kind of frustrated. But, yeah, I'm and, sure none of that's on accident. You know what I mean? No, and the remember. Th- the way they do the cinematography in it, there's all these long shots. It almost looks like Kubrick, like from The Shining. A lot of stuff looks like The Shining. hallways in the hospital. Well, and like those tracking shots when you just watch him walking from behind or yeah. whoever from behind. You're just sort of walking, watching him walk down a corridor and it sort of lasts. The, the, they hold the shot like longer than uh, Michael Bay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sort of like walking, watching him walk and then it cuts to a long haul. And right. It's like a tight shot of him from behind walking you know and stuff that does look like danny torrance riding his big wheel around the overlook hotel it does kind of thing. it feels like that, yeah you know and that you know yeah it's cool it's, you see the influences i mean it's hard not to be a filmmaker or a movie fan and not be influenced by stanley kubrick true you know and it shows but it's fine you know it's cool yeah. i like yeah it doesn't feel like a ripoff but it's she's it's it feels like an absolute influence yeah which is super cool and i mean honestly i think this kid barry cogan is going to be a huge star I think he'll be, I don't know if he'll be like Robert Pattinson, Twilight star. No, no, no. He's not going to be leading man star, but he's going to be... Around for a while. He's got, he's going to be Tom Hardy's star, I think. I don't know if he'll cross over like that, though. I think he will. Because I I could see him doing like another, like Christopher Nolan movies again. He's being, he's being, uh, he's on the short list to replace Ben Affleck for Batman. Yeah, but that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) He even said it himself. He tweeted out that he'd rather be Robin. Yeah. But. uh, He could be Robin. He could be Robin. I mean, he's 26 years old and he has the body of like a 12 year old boy. Yeah. You can be Batman. Like, no. Yeah. No, no, no amount of good acting could make you Batman. Yeah. Or Bruce Wayne, for that matter. I know they want like a young Bruce Wayne for this new movie, right? They wanted to go back to young. They and- want to go young, although uh, B- Matt Bomer's in the running, and he's a lot older than the other list of guys. And he looks young, though. Hollywood, you know, yeah, he looks. He he does. Look, he's, he's a gay guy. He ridiculously look the same handsome, though. I think yeah, he's almost I mean. too handsome for Bruce Wayne. Oh, I guess. I mean, Bruce Wayne's pretty dashing, and Matt Bomer's pretty dashing man. Yeah, gay or straight or whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, he's very dashing, and he definitely has that sort of like he's a good actor, rich too. billionaire look. He yeah, can definitely pull off the Bruce Wayne, whether or not he can pull off the Batman side. I think he can. Determined. I don't know. Could he? I don't know what kind of other work he's done. I mean, he was the hitman in the Nice Guys. 
that was kind of a darker role. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was like the pretty hitman. He didn't have any lines though, really. But he played. But like he a was good. good. Hitman. I mean, maybe he had lines. I don't remember, but not many. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. He, that was I a good role, man. Film. I mean, he's a good actor. I like him, and he is fucking super handsome. Yeah, he's like ridiculously handsome. Yeah, maybe you're right. But people were like saying they wanted John Hamm, but he's too old. He's too old. Yeah. I, I mean, for what they want. Right. But Matt Bomer is not too old. I mean, because Barry Cogan's not 18 years old. He's 26 years old. Yeah. He just looks like he's 15. I know he does. He looks so young. Yeah. You know, which is cool. Whatever, whatever. It's not, not it's neither here nor there, but it's really as far as casting goes. Yeah. Like, Matt Bomer looks like a young Bruce Wayne. True. Bruce yeah, Wayne you're right. He looks does. like he's 30. Always, even right. if he's twenty-one or thirty or forty, he always looks like he's a man. You know, yeah, <laughs> he looks like a fully formed man. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think this kid's gonna have a very promising yeah. career, and I, I hope so. I, I really he's a good like actor. him as an actor. Like, I could see him in a period piece HBO show like Boardwalk Empire. Like, and do, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he, I feel like there's a lot of room for him in episodics and shit. Right. You know, where he can be a really beloved character on a show for five seasons. Yeah. So American Animals is in theaters now, and it's if you're looking for something different than a summer blockbuster, it's really a good film, and it's like, you know, support indie film because Lord knows we need to. And there's good movies. Yeah. It's a good it's, it's, a good, it's actually a fun movie to see in the yeah, theater. For sure. And you can see The Killing of a Sacred Deer uh, now on any kind of streaming device that you Yeah, it's worth so watching choose. if you can handle it. Yes, keep that in mind. Yeah, the opening scene is a, a beating heart in a chest for like 30 that seconds. That was rough. Remember that? Well, yeah. Because like we had went out and then we got some food and yeah. we came back like, all right, let's start the movie. <laughs> we're just like, dumped it dum And then like, yeah, literally like a human heart beating on an operating table just held 30 seconds, a minute even. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Uh so I think that's it for this week's episode of the Herald and Modcast. I think we covered some pretty good ground. And uh, we will be back uh, with a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is coming out this weekend. Ant-Man and the Wasp, oh, yeah. That's right. That's this weekend? It is. I thought it was like end of the month. No, it's July 6th. So it's before Comic-Con. Yes, it is. Okay, well, I, think, I guess it might not be at Comic-Con. I, oh, yeah, Marvel's not there. Marvel's not going to be there except for their TV stuff. Well, that's because they have Disney D23. I feel like maybe they're making a coup of just like pulling out from San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe. maybe. They don't need to go. They don't like, need to go. They have like two different thing. conferences. Their own Disney has two different conventions. Oh, fuck Disney. That's right. That is, you know what? That's right. There's a lot of Disney not going to be there. Sure. Why would they do that? A lot of people hate that conference. Well, I, I hate that idea. I hate that idea, where it's like, too. you guys are just going to release all your shit on your Only own platform. Your, well, that's what they do with everything. For exclusives. Yeah. yeah, man. Disney's the worst, and they pay their employees like $8 an hour it's to sell Cheerios in the hot sun for 12 hours a day. Yeah, come on. And they live out of their car so they can go and work for Disney, the most magical place on earth. It's a fucking joke. A multi-billion in Asian... Industry, how much money that must make just the theme parks every year? I can't even imagine. You can't pay the people like 15 bucks an hour for yeah. schlupping around, like holding the line at the fucking we small world after all. I know. Having to hear Come that on. song all day. Fucking kill me. And in the 90 degrees that they're right. about to All summer hit. long? Yeah. You pay them fucking under minimum wage or the fuck it is? It's, a, it's a fucking... It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Shameful. Yeah. All that money. And it's all about this like positive image and happiness. Bullshit. And, and children and magic and... 
People are barely getting by working there. No one lives near Disneyland. I know. You got to yeah, drive an hour. Point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. At least 45, half hour and right. then get parking and then walk your fucking ass. You know, I'd hate to work at an amusement park or anything like that. It would suck. Yeah, it would really Just suck. Just the idea of having to park there every day and schlep my fucking ass over. Through the park. Through the park, through the people with the security clearances and shit to make $10 an hour. I might as well just stay in my neighborhood and work at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, it's true. Fuck it. Or Starbucks. You can make $15 yeah, an hour. and get benefits. Yeah. And then people choose to work there because they're like, oh, I just love Disney so much. And I love Mickey right. and I love the magic. And so you're selling people on this magic and paying them crap. Crap. For, but you're paying them like magic. I mean, all the like parks magic. pay crap. Yeah, but they do. The, but Disney's the most disgraceful of, it, of them all. Yeah, because they have that much. They're worth that much more yeah. from all. And they own everything. Yeah. They I mean, own. they don't even pay the actors in the movies right. well. The biggest movies of all time. I, I have so. I mean, Disney, they're notoriously cheap. I remember when they were a client, mm-hmm. they wouldn't pay their bills. Yeah. And they're like, what are you going to do? And it's like, what are you going to do? Sue us? You want us to be your client? Right. You want to say that you buy stuff from that you Disney sell to sells, Disney? Right. What are you going to do? Sue us? Take us to court? Ha ha. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah. Any, every like facet of Disney. Sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, on that cheery note, uh, we will Don't be believe back. the man, man. Don't believe the man. Keep your eyes awake, uh, man. <laughs> uh, as always, Maudience. Oh, Thanks yeah, Maudience. for being around, you jerks. Be back with more updates of San Diego Comic Con and uh, my first child. And uh, visit the website thehmcnetwork.com and you can follow our social that way and submit names for my son my uh, my uh, unborn child <laughs> yeah please do not do that all right see ya cheers <laughs> <That's it. laughs>